Yesterday, for an eighth consecutive time, the Bank of Canada increased its trend-setting interest rate. Are they done? Has it done what it was supposed to do? Is it going to go higher? What is the impact of another quarter point? Will we even notice that small incremental little increase after a bunch of other ones? Let's find out with our next guest. Uh, he's an economist, a senior economist. Uh, um, economics lecturer at Concordia University, Moshe Lander, is joining us this morning. Moshe, good morning. Wow, you can tell it's early in the morning, huh? Yeah, and definitely <laughs> a late night last night at the Oilers game. So thank you for bearing with me and for explaining to us this interest rate hike yet again. So now eight. is this? Are we done? Uh, we're done. But if you listen to the governor of the Bank of Canada yesterday at his press conference, he said that we're going to have a pause And then he explained that a pause meant that we're just going to hold interest rates now and see if maybe later we need to increase them further. So uh, I think we're done, but I guess we're just on a pause. Hmm. Uh, Well, that's just just leaving it open, right? Because there is always a delay in the increase in interest rates and and then seeing what impact they have. So he's leaving it open-ended to see where we're going to be. I guess that's that's a pause. That, that is exactly right. And so, you know, when, when they increase interest rates, if they have to wait about 18 months to see the full impact, then even those early interest rate increases last year still haven't fully worked their way through the economy. So, you know, it's not like they're looking into a crystal ball and taking out tarot cards and trying to make best guesses. They have advanced models. But, yeah, it, it, it's a little bit of an exercise right now of seeing if things play out the way the modeling suggests, and yeah, they have to, they, they will increase it further. Well, and the Bank of Covenor, uh, Canada Governor Tiff Macklem also said that they have recent data suggesting the policy has dampened household spending, especially housing and big ticket items. Here's part of what he had to say. But economic growth and employment in the second half of 2022 were stronger than we expected. And so excess demand in the economy has persisted, putting continued upward pressure on prices. Simply put, our overheated economy is not as cool as not cooling has not cooled as much as we expected. Yeah, and so that sort of sets us up for after the pause, doesn't mm-hmm. it? It does. And so what happens now is if things go to plan, we'll see inflation come down to about maybe three percent by the end of this year and head into the twos at the beginning of next year. And if that plays out, then this pause will be uh, an indefinite pause. But all that's required is China's growth comes in faster than expected or uh, the continued disruption of Russia's invasion of Ukraine uh, gets more aggressive or causes more disruptions to flows of natural gas and oil and and, and all gloves come off. And of course, the other thing that we really haven't seen yet is wage pressure. Uh, You know, the, the workers have not had a chance yet to renegotiate their wages. And if they start getting settlements of five, 10 percent, uh, that could trigger more inflation than what the Bank of Canada is hoping for. Moshe, can you sort of just recap now where we stand um, in terms of interest rates after now all of these increases? What has it gone up by in total? And why would the Bank of Canada not just increase it by that much right off the bat? Why do eight little drip by drip uh, increases like this? So we're up about four and a half percentage points. Uh, So we started off at all-time record lows. We're now at about 30-year highs. You could do it all in one shot, but uh, like I said, because it takes 18 months to work its way through the economy, that type of shock therapy would have this instantaneous impact, much more than drip-feeding it. The best analogy I could give you is if you've ever been around somebody who's trying to diet or somebody who's trying to give up smoking, Mm -hmm. you can go cold turkey 
But man, that person's miserable to be around. Uh, <laughs> much better that they cut back a couple of cigarettes a day and do it over an extended period. And that's what the Bank of Canada is doing, is trying to avoid the big bear of an economy that they'd have on their hands if they just gave it that shock therapy of cold turkey. Okay. Uh, what's your best guess for how long we're on this pause button before we say goodbye? Um, let's say that uh, we shouldn't have to have this conversation for at least six months. We can have other conversations, but uh, sure. just not this one. Okay. It sounded like you didn't want to talk to us anymore. <laughs> well, we'd be glad to talk to you about something else, Moshe, because it does feel like we've been talking about these interest rate hikes uh, a lot. As uh, Of course, now we're talking about the eighth one. So thank you so much for being on with us. We really appreciate it. No worries. Talk Take care. You. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.